In these winter months, consider TripInsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from TripInsurance.com. Broadcasting from the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. This is Cruise Radio. Hey, what's up? My name is Doug Parker. Thanks for checking out this episode of Cruise Radio. Coming up this week, we'll get a review of Royal Caribbean's Harmony of the Seas. Sherry Kennedy is standing by with Cruise News. Don't forget all of our back episodes can be found on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio Network, and TuneIn Radio, or our website, cruiseradio.net. And while you're on the site, you can check out our posts. We have budget posts, uh, cruise news, everything right there at cruiseradio.net. So I did something a little out of the ordinary. I booked a 16-night Trans-Pacific cruise from Honolulu to Sydney, Australia, aboard Carnival Legend, happening this fall. The itinerary actually looks really cool. Uh, once it leaves Hawaii, does the South Pacific Islands. So uh, yeah, uh, cruiseradio.net slash legend if you want to check that out. Joining us now is Sherry Kennedy with Cruise News. Hey, Sherry. Hey, Doug. Royal Caribbean had a big announcement last week. They did. And as, as we know, they are going to be the first cruise line to have lifeguards at their pools. So beginning this weekend, Oasis of the Seas will be the first ship for Royal Caribbean to have licensed lifeguards at every pool. Now, the cruise line has partnered with what's called a water risk consulting company, and they will provide the lifeguards. One lifeguard will be stationed at every pool during open hours only, and there's going to be signage that's pretty noticeable and and will be customized for each pool. You know, for the kids' pool, they'll have a different type of signage, so it's not like what they have in the solarium. And there's also going to be a short water safety briefing during the Adventure Ocean Open House on Embarkation Day. They're going to have swim vests. Well, they've always had them, but now they will make sure that everybody knows there are swim vests available for kids from 4 to 12 years old. And they're going to have signs that encourage parents to use them if needed. And uh, the way the schedule is going, by June 15th of this year, all Royal Caribbean ships will have poolside lifeguards. And it's important to note that this is their sole job. They're not going to get you a drink. They're not going to save your lounge chair for you. They are there as lifeguards. At the end of the day, is it really the cruise line's responsibility to look after the kids in the pool? I think you're right. But if you think about going to resorts, not big fancy ones, but you know, if you're traveling on a highway and you stop at a a hotel with your family and you use the pool, they don't have lifeguards. Right. It's up to the parents, yeah, to watch the kids. So, you know, they're really going above and beyond. And, and uh, you know, it's with everybody suing everybody for any little misstep, you know, it's a CYA as well as a considerate safety uh, enhancement, I think. I guess the big question is what cruise line will do it next? It seems that all of them follow each other, sure. whether it's for tips or embarkation procedures. So, you know, you could be right, and we could be seeing lifeguards on all the ships, and all the mainstream ships, put it that way. Carnival Cruise Line's Carnival Sensation just underwent a multi-million dollar refurbishment. What enhancements did it get? Oh, well, all the favorite things that we like, and one of your favorites, they now have a guy's burger joint. And I'll go through the list really quickly, okay. because if you've been on the Lido deck, on other ships, you've seen the Blue Iguana Tequila Bar, the Cantina, the Red Frog Rum Bar, there's the Alchemy Bar, Cherry on Top, and a Camp 
ocean. So they've gone pretty heavy duty with this refurbishment. There's also new carpeting, new wall coverings, tile and lighting have been replaced. So it's a pretty big multi-million dollar um, renovation for sure. Speaking of enhancements, Norwegian Pearl just received a few. And again, another ship gets a round of updates and Norwegian Pearl returned to Miami after her two-week dry dock. Um, And every stateroom has been refurbished, all 1,197 of them. The Haven Complex also has a renovated courtyard, plus the suites. And the villas now sport new soft goods and some new furniture, too. And the restaurants weren't neglected. Cagney's Steakhouse, Moderno Churrascaria were also enhanced. And oddly, O'Sheehan's Bar and Grill has a new ceiling (laughs) and new lighting and also some new furniture. Oh, good. Uh, out, outdoors by the pool, uh, the decks have been enhanced and cleaned up, and they look beautiful. And the Pearl will reposition from Miami to Seattle for this summer's season in Alaska. So people up there will have a pretty nice ship to look at. Norwegian Cruise Line also adding uh, some entertainment options or additional entertainment to their ships. They have, and uh, it's, the, it's the Cirque Dreams performances that have been they've been expanded to more ships and for those that may not be familiar with Norwegian Cirque Dreams performances it's an interactive aerobatic acrobatic high energy after dinner show and it begins when coffee and dessert are served were you going to ask me a question about that you've received from uh, some readers I think yeah I got a listener question when I published this story they asked what the difference between Cirque Soleil and Cirque Dreams was, and I had no clue. Yeah, and it, well, they are really two separate entities. Cirque du Soleil, of course, is worldwide, land-based, and they have a huge stage, and it's just an amazing hour, hour-and-a-half-long show, whereas uh, Cirque Dreams, that is now going to be aboard three of Norwegian ships, it's in a small uh, theater, and dinner is served, um, they still do similar type acrobatics and aerobatics. They're, you know, these people are like, they're like pretzels. They can bend every which way and jump miles in the air. And it's really a lot of fun. The difference too, I think you could say is that with Cirque Dreams at a dinner theater, they manage to get the guests involved. And, you know, some little embarrassing things can happen. They put you on stage and they give you a bell to ring, which I had to do once. <laughs> and um, it's just a lot of fun. Whereas Cirque du Soleil, you're, you're a spectator. But it will also be now aboard the um, getaway in time for summer in Europe. And then this month, it's going to debut aboard the Norwegian Breakaway with a new show called Cirque Dreams Jungle Fantasy. Fun! Been talking with Sherry Kennedy from CruiseMaven.com. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. Cruise Radio. Maintaining our global reach. Listen live at CruiseRadio.net. From its rich heritage, picturesque beaches, and unparalleled blue waters, it's no wonder over 7 million people cruise to the Caribbean every year. What do you want to do? Swim with stingrays at Stingray Bay? Go for an island tour. Take a beach break. 
or set sail on a catamaran to spend the day snorkeling. Whatever you decide, CruisingExcursions.com has a shore excursion to fit your budget. Cruising Excursions knows your time on the island is limited and that you want to make the most of your day. That's why they have shore excursions up to 60% cheaper than the cruise lines and offer smaller, more personable tours. Find out for yourself. Research and book your next shore excursion at CruisingExcursions.com. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. Have a question for the experts or would you like to talk about your cruise or vacation experience, good or bad? Email comments at cruiseradio.net. Don Buccalo is the editor of EatSleepCruise.com. Him and his wife, Heidi, just returned from a seven-night Eastern Caribbean sailing aboard Harmony of the Seas. How you doing, Don? Good. How you doing? Good, man. It's been a while. So uh, what made you and Heidi want to sail Harmony of the Seas? It's the world's largest cruise ship, so that in itself was reason enough. But we do like the Oasis class. We've sailed on both Allure of the Seas and Oasis of the Seas, so it was just inevitable that we were going to get on this ship. Did you do any extra research knowing you were going on the world's largest cruise ship? We always do research, even though we know the ship a little bit. There are some unique things to Harmony that we wanted to bone up on and make sure we knew what we were doing. Of course, you have, we like to pre-plan everything, too. So we were always checking the cruise planner to see when the shows became available or the tours and shore excursions. So plenty of planning went into this trip. So you're in Fort Lauderdale. You make your way to Terminal 18, which is the dock where uh, Harmony of the Seas docks. So how was the embarkation process for you there? It was smooth. We've sailed with Royal quite a bit, as you know. So we this was our first sailing as an official Diamond member. So they put you in that little separate seating area. We got to the pier, checked in in that seating area of less than 25 minutes, less than a half hour. And then we waited there roughly a half hour before it was all aboard. And they got everyone and scanned us in, and it was nice and smooth. So as we were just saying, like six months ago, you sailed on a Oasis-class ship. What were your impressions this go-around? Oasis was a great ship, but she's about seven, eight years old now. Mm -hmm. You did get, once you walked on Harmony, it did feel newer. I think the decor is very similar, but just slightly more like the Quantum-class ships. The layout is the same. They have the different neighborhoods on the same decks, but just the public venues themselves, navigating them seemed a little bit easier with the layout of the furniture and how they place things in the different areas. But ship's in great condition, and we got on board, and the first thing we always do is take a ton of pictures. So Mm -hmm. we rushed up to the top deck and just started on deck 16 and worked our way down, getting pictures before all the other passengers started using the pools and the restaurants and things. Awesome. So uh, you get to your room. What kind of stateroom did you have and what did you think of it? We did the Central Park view room. So as some people may know with the ship, they have a lot of open spaces in the interior of the ship. So it would be similar to what an inside room would be, but it has this large window overlooking Central Park. We were on deck nine, so right above the park. It was a nice room. The layout was a little bit different than a normal interior. It felt, because the ship is, I think it feels, it just felt wider than a normal ship, but Mm -hmm. 
pretty typical layout. I would say the storage was a little lacking. They have on the other ship some bins above the bed for storage. We are overpackers, so we're always looking to maximize as much as we can the space. But it was nice to have that window and kind of look outside, see what the weather is, and get a feeling for the day. But it was a nice stateroom. You said the layout was a bit different. Was it just because it was wider, or was there anything else different or configured differently? Where they put the desk is a little bit different. So these on other Royal ships and similar type rooms, they have a lot of kind of shelving and this whole unit above the desk. That wasn't there. And where they shifted the desk was a little bit closer to the door. So just like these minor slight changes that, you know, so not a huge overhaul. Gotcha. So uh, we can talk about the food next because this ship has plenty of it. So uh, we'll start at the Lido. What do they call it? The Windjammer. The Windjammer. Yeah, yes. how was that for Jammer. you? <laughs> yeah, that's up on, I think it's deck 16. We go to the Jammer very sparingly because, okay. as you mentioned, there's so many other places to eat on the ship. So we did go there for lunch one day, and it's your pretty typical buffet actually felt the layout was easier here to navigate. Again, kind of a theme throughout the ship. So they space it out pretty well. But most of the time, we would spend either in Central Park. There's a park cafe, which I like into a Panera type with breakfast sandwiches and bagels and things in the morning. And then the Royal Kilwicky sandwich and paninis and salads yeah. at lunch. That's usually kind of where we spend our day time eating. Gotcha. Um, there's also the boardwalk, of course, the boardwalk doghouse that... I'm a big fan of as well. Can help getting a couple hot dogs while you're down there. Yeah, that's so awesome. Uh, the main dining room situation on this ship is is kind of different from other <laughs> cruise ships because there's three main dining rooms, right? Mm-hmm. Talk to me about those because it confuses the heck out of me. It is confusing because if you remember, the original intent was to have, similar to the Quantum class ship, three separate restaurants that people were going to rotate through. So... Each restaurant, as you mentioned, has different decor and a different style and a different name. But I guess halfway through building Harmony or right before she was released, they decided to kind of abandon that and just do a traditional main dining room where every night there's a different menu, where some of the menus the same, then they rotate the entrees and starters. Mm -hmm. So right now, the way they have it set up is two of the decks are My Time Dining, which is their flexible dining program. And then one of them is traditional. So deck three, the American icon, which on the quantum class ships was American comfort food style. Um, so the decor is kind of got city landscapes and New York sure. type decor. That's the traditional dining. So that's where we were. We always do the traditional dining, the early dining. So the 6 p.m. dining. The My Time one is called the Grande, which is originally going to be a formal restaurant where mm-hmm. Formal wear was required, and then on deck five was Silk, the Asian-inspired restaurant. Cool. So what did you think of the food in there? We ate there five nights, and I thought the food was excellent. Compared to Oasis, as you mentioned, we were there a few months earlier. I thought the food here was slightly fresher, it felt like. They are, they're still changing their menus a little bit, so it wasn't the same menu we had on Oasis. And it also was different than the traditional menu they've had for years now. But the food was great. We always found something we enjoyed. I did feel they kind of were lacking a little bit on the service. Our waiter was great. He worked double time. I don't know if it's just because they weren't anticipating how many people they were going to have traditional versus my time or whatever, but it did feel like they were a little bit understaffed in the dining room. So five nights you ate in the main dining room. So what two specialties did you do? Before the cruise, we had booked 
the Wonderland restaurant, which mm-hmm. is on decks 11 and 12. Again, that's kind of one of the restaurants they've borrowed from the Quantum class. And we've eaten there on Quantum and really enjoyed it. They have a, a newer menu, which has some of the same items as Quantum, but some newer items. So we definitely did that the first formal night, so night two. And we love it. It's just a, a total experience with the way the food's presented. It's a unique combination of flavors and the way the food's actually prepared in itself is it's almost a show sometimes when they bring you out some of the appetizers. And then on night six, we ate at 150 Central Park, mm-hmm. which is a executive chef Michael Schwartz signature restaurant there, which was something we had never eaten at before because it used to be a tastings menu. But now they have a more traditional menu with starters, entrees, and desserts. So we figured to give that a shot because we've never eaten there before. Cool. You said you pre-booked the Wonderland. Was it cheaper doing it before you got there? It was. They were running a promotion. And the one thing, Royal seems to always be running a promotion pre-cruise. That's why we always, it's almost a daily thing where we check our cruise planner. But we did get, I think, a 20% discount off that Wonderland. And then we actually were invited to dine at 150 Central Park by Royal Caribbean. So we could not deny the invitation. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. Um, So entertainment on the ship. There's so much entertainment. So I'm just going to let you take the reins here. And what did you think of the entertainment? We really enjoy the entertainment. So we would say, of course, we pre-booked everything. But given our change in itinerary, some of the shows were switched around. Uh, One of our favorite highlights of any Oasis class ship is the Aqua Theater. And the show there is called Fine Line on Harmony. It has a lot of technology and acrobatics that are part of it. But because our show was rescheduled, we actually had to watch it during the day, which lost a little bit, I think, of some of the special effects that they do with the lighting and such. But still, it was it's our favorite show so far in the Aqua Theater. And then in the main theater, they had a full production of the musical Grease, which we thought was excellent. And then they had a original show called Columbus the Musical, which is a comedy. And I really enjoy I I love comedy. So it's in the vein of Mighty Python and, and Spamalot and things like that. I thought it was pretty funny. It does get a little silly at the end. So mm-hmm. if you like kind of over-the-top comedy, that show is definitely for you. Cool. Uh, moving to the outside area, did you do the Abyss slide? We did it all, yeah. Doug, but we we did we did the ultimate abyss twice. We were surprised. It was I don't know if people it wasn't very busy. Whenever we went there, we were just able to get on, and so that was cool. And then we did all the water slides to the perfect storm. Awesome, very cool. Let's see. So there's the water slides on there. There's the dry slide. There's the I'm trying to think. There's just so much to do on there. If someone were to sail on Harmony of the Seas, would you recommend them making? reservations in advance or can you kind of just walk up and do things well the shows you can make definitely make the reservations i would say i think standby you can get in standby you may not have the best seats but there are other things that you can probably play by year there like the comedy show we pre-booked everything but they do a comedy show i think every night they don't do it on broadcast night, so nights two through six, and they usually have at least two seating. So okay. if you don't pre-book that, you could probably go standby and get a seat at, at some time. But other things they don't have reservations for, just kind of wait in line to do stuff. One thing we would definitely recommend on the ship, even though it's a surcharge, is the escape room they have on there, the puzzle break. It's called mm-hmm. Escape the Rubicon. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. We did it on day five or six, I think, and... I don't know if you're familiar with escape rooms, but it's supposedly the most high-tech 
escape room that this company, Puzzle Break, has made yet. Have you done a, an escape room on land yet? No, we have done no. the one on Anthem of the Sea, so I don't have a comparison for others on land, mm-hmm. but compared to the one on Anthem of the Seas, this one is 10 times better. Gotcha. Uh, let's talk about the sea days on the ship. Of course, you did have a couple of sea days on this seven-night mm-hmm. Eastern itinerary. So how were the sea days for you as far as movement around the ship and crowdedness and all that? Yeah, I mean, we have 5,000 people on the ship. You were going to expect a little bit of crowds. I thought the flow was actually compared to – I was c- concerned because Oasis, we went off-season and it was rather slow. And, and going in January, kind of peak vacation, I was worried. But we were able to get lounge chairs, deck chairs near the sun. Both times we wanted to. We I think we only really laid out twice because the weather was a little iffy. And then port days is usually quiet anyway. So as a, we stayed on the ship one port day and there was – we could sit and do whatever we wanted. But I would say that if you get up relatively early and you're out by 9, 30, 10, you can get pretty prime seats. And they have removed one bar on deck 16. So mm-hmm. they, they've added like more seating to accommodate people who are looking to get some sun. And another good thing about this class of ship too, the running track isn't on top deck, it's on deck six. Because I know on some other ships too, the congestion happens when you have people working out or walking yeah. or running on those open air decks. But you don't have that issue here. So it was fine. What bar did they remove? They removed, I think it's called the Sky Bar. Oh, so, up at the top there. Yeah. So they have huh. the mass bar on port side. But on the starboard side, there's just extra deck seating there. Oh. Yeah. So there's only three outdoor bars. And you have the Solarium Bar, which is for the ship in the Solarium. Awesome. Talk to us about the ports you hit, and uh, which port was your favorite? Definitely. So we ended up going to Labadee, which is their private island. And we've been to Labadee quite a few times because we sail a lot with Royal Caribbean. So we didn't do too much there, just laid on the beach and enjoyed some of the sun until a passing rain cloud came by and everyone made a mad dash for the ship. But I would say on this cruise... Our favorite protocol was St. Martin because of the short excursion we did. And that was what? We did the America's Cup regatta sailing. So it's something I've wanted to do for a while. And we actually had it booked at least one other cruise and it got canceled because they didn't have enough people. And I think another time we had it booked too and they changed our time slots so it wasn't available. So this was like three times we tried to do this. And I'm glad we finally got on there. It's a lot of fun. It's interactive. You actually feel like... You're sailing the ship as you're given a, your own task to do. And we didn't win the race, unfortunately, but hey, we came in second. <laughs> I like that the whole, I did that same excursion down in Cozumel, and I like that they assigned someone as the bartender. <laughs> did they do that for yours too? We didn't have enough people. Oh, we got, okay. So, so yeah, they give, I mean, if you don't really want to get involved, like one person kept time because kept time for the race right. and things right. like that. But we had just enough hands. Actually, we were short people, so we did not have a bartender. Wow. But the other people, and it was a great crew. Everyone who worked for the company was top-notch, and they were the unofficial bartenders. So Cool. So, Don, you make your way back to Port Everglades. Of course, as we were mentioning a few minutes ago, Terminal 18 in Port Everglades, one of the most efficient cruise terminals in the world. Uh, Royal Caribbean and ships that come into Port Everglades now have mobile passport when it comes to disembarkation. Uh, First off, explain what mobile passport is. So instead of filling out one of those custom forms that everyone hates filling out that they leave in your stateroom, you basically download this app and the morning of disembarkation – you answer some of the similar questions beforehand. You can just you actually just scan a picture of your passport, so all your information is loaded into this app. 
So that morning you answer a couple questions and then you get a QR code. So when you go to customs, you don't even have to give them a declaration. You go into a whole separate line and they literally just scan your phone and check your passport. Would you recommend? Oh, yes, definitely do it. We kept hearing people, they promote it first of all too on the ship. You'll see signs. There's people there even to help you use the technology or download the app and do everything you need to do with it. But I don't know why. We we did it. We walked off the ship. There were two couples in front of us. It took us not even five minutes to go through customs. Jeez, that's awesome. So yeah. uh, looking back on your sailing, Don, what was the biggest highlight for you during your seven-night cruise? That's a tough one. It's a tug-of-war between the entertainment and the food, but I would say the entertainment, the one reason we like some of these larger mega ships is because there's so much different types of entertainment, and then they always have these full-length shows or, or signature shows only for that ship. So definitely, it's tough, but I would say the entertainment on board. Do you have any first-time tips for anyone considering or who is sailing Harmony of the Seas? Yeah, well, I'm not going to keep saying about planning. So planning is important, of course, and pre-booking things. Definitely checking the cruise planner because during about 100 days out or whatever, Royal Caribbean was running different promotions. So we got a discount on dining, as I mentioned. We also got a discount on our shore excursion. We booked through them as well as our beverage package that we bought. So definitely checking that. And before you go, maybe try to get a little familiar with the ship. Download their Royal IQ app too, because it Mm -hmm. connects to your reservation so you can see things there. You you can use it to make reservations on board. It's still a little clunky with that, but at least you have it there if you want to double check things and you know make use of all the technology they have because that's one good thing about Royal Caribbean. They have a good amount of technology to help make your sailing go smoothly. And Don, final thoughts of Harmony of the Seas. Oh, we love the Oasis class. And since this is the newest ship and it has some different things in Allura and Oasis, we would highly recommend checking it out. And just whenever you get on any of those ships, just do it all. Even if you're not sure, if you're afraid maybe of the Ultimate Abyss or you don't think water slides are for adults, just have fun. There, There's so much different. Ride the carousel. Just do it all. That's what I would say. You can find Don's review of Harmony of the Seas at eatsleepcruise.com. Don, it was good talking to you, buddy. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, Likewise, have a good one. Thanks. A big question we get at Cruise Radio is, how do I know if I need trip insurance? Simple answer. If you're getting on a plane, taking a road trip, or getting on a cruise ship, you need to have travel insurance. Hey, it's Doug Parker for my friends at TripInsurance.com. Not not only does TripInsurance.com protect your vacation investment, but it also gives you a peace of mind in case anything were to go wrong on your trip. How do they do it? They offer three different types of trip insurance policies. Good, better, and best. One policy for every vacation budget. But it doesn't just stop there. They're up to 40% lower when you shop around on other comparison sites. Plus, TripInsurance.com offers 24-hour customer support before, during, and after your trip, online claims assistance, and travel alerts to let you know what's going on at your destination. But find out for yourself. Check out TripInsurance.com. Cruise Radio is produced weekly at the TripInsurance.com studios in Jacksonville, Florida. Hear Cruise Radio on iHeartRadio, the Stitcher Radio Network, iTunes, or at CruiseRadio.net. For sales and marketing opportunities, email sales at CruiseRadio.net. I'm your announcer.